At the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, uh, it says this from Matthew chapter 4. It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And so we see at the beginning of everything, Jesus fasted. Jesus denied himself for 40 days. And for us, Lent is the 40-day period where we make a decision to deny ourselves. But fasting is just half of the equation. Jesus didn't do this just as an exercise in massive self-control. Jesus, while he was fasting, um, he followed the biblical teaching. And the biblical teaching is that fasting is denial and devotion. Okay, fasting is denial and devotion. And so while Jesus was fasting, during the temptation of that period, Jesus denied himself uh, and devoted himself to God. And this intense period of time set the tone for the rest of Jesus' life. Okay, this actually characterized the rest of his life. The beginning of his ministry was denial and devotion, uh, and so was the rest of his life on earth. Jesus denied himself and devoted himself to God. He gave up a normal life. Um, He devoted himself to God so that people would know how God feels about them. That's what motivated Jesus. And so I just want to talk to you about some of the denial and the devotion that Jesus went through following this period, and this period set the tone. Jesus denied himself the luxury of people knowing who he really was. So he lived most of his life in obscurity, the carpenter's son for 30 years, and only God and a few other people knew that God himself was walking on the earth that he created. Jesus denied himself the comfort of a stable living situation. He lived as a traveling teacher, devoting himself to God and to people trusting that God would provide him with food and shelter wherever he went. Jesus denied himself the companionship of marriage, devoting himself to God and letting his relationship with God and his friends be enough for him. Jesus denied himself a normal life, No comfortable work and play and then retire. Jesus devoted himself to God and to God's mission, trusting that God would lead him where it was best. Jesus denied himself the opportunity to avoid conflict. Trusting and devoting himself to God, standing up against injustice, against evil, and trusting that God would protect him when his life should be protected. Jesus denied himself a life where he would be served by others. And that's what he deserved. He denied himself the life that he deserved. He denied himself a life where he'd be served by others. Instead, Jesus devoted himself to serving God, and he gave his life From this point on, not just on the cross, but from this point on, he gave his life as a ransom for sinners. 
And what I want you to, to understand and contemplate this morning is that every denial of Jesus, every act of devotion added weight to Jesus's life and it added weight onto Jesus's shoulders. Each time he denied himself, each time he devoted himself to God was another step toward the cross. Where Jesus denied himself ultimately the right to live and he devoted himself to rescuing the world from sin's punishment and power. Now, why would Jesus choose this kind of life? Why would Jesus choose to deny himself for so long in so many ways, in the details, in both the extraordinary acts of his life, but also in the minutiae of the ordinary things in his life? Why would he choose to deny himself? These things, all of which I read, were good gifts. These are good things. In fact, these are gifts that the Bible says God gives to those that he loves. Like everything that I just listed off that Jesus denied himself of are good gifts that God gives to those he loves. Why would he choose to live a life like this? It's because Jesus was driven by another kind of love. It's because Jesus himself was driven by a desire to love you. Jesus denied himself so that he could be devoted to God and to be devoted to you. I hope that you can receive that personally in a new way this morning. This is why he came. And so for us, these 40 days of Lent, these they were the beginning. The 40 days of Jesus were the beginning of him showing us, look, I'm denying myself in devotion to God because I'm devoted to you. This is what the 40 days began. Jesus is saying, look, you are more important to me than anything else. And I'm even willing to bear your sin if it means that you will be forgiven and renew a relationship with me. And so Jesus denied himself for you. The question that we have on Ash Wednesday is, are you willing to deny yourself for these next 40 days for him? Not to earn his love, because you already have that. But the opposite, will you join Jesus in his life of denial to show him just how much you love him? Would you be willing to give up something that might be good, it might be a gift from God, in order to show him that you are moved by his love for you, in order that you think he is more important than anything else this world has to offer. That's what the 40 days of Lent are. It's us following Jesus. We're going to enter into his life of denial and devotion, denying ourselves, devoting ourselves to Jesus. We're going to put God first before everything else in our lives. And so, if you already have something that you want to give up for Lent, then go for it. I know some of you have been thinking about this, some of you have been praying about it, some of you have something that you want to give up. Um, the tradition is that you give these things up uh, during these, the days between now and Easter, 
and Sunday as a day, not of fasting, but of feasting. So Sunday gets to be your cheat day, because that's the day that we lay aside our denial, and we get, to do, we get to enjoy the feasting of our salvation in Jesus. Um, but this year, we're going to do, and we're going to invite the whole church together to do something a little bit different. Um, each Sunday, as we preach, continue to study through the book of Romans, um, we're going to look at the verses of Romans, and the verses in Romans are going to call us to give up something different each week. Okay, so we're going to let the verses of Romans call us together as a church. And if you want to do your thing and not this, that's fine. If you want to do both and you can be superheroes, you can do that too. Um, if you just want to do what everyone else is going to be called in the church to do, that would be fantastic. And the question is, what are we going to give up between now and Sunday? Right? What do we do now? It's Wednesday and Sundays, Sundays are coming. Um, but it's still four or five days away. Um, Here's what I'd like us to give up together as a church from now until Sunday. I want you to join me in giving up a belief. Okay, and I'm hoping to make this practical so it's not esoteric, but, I, but it's a belief really that's underneath what I'm going to ask us to give up. I want you to give up believing that life is supposed to be easy. Would you do that with me? Just for four days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Just four days. Would you please join me and stop believing? Give up the belief that life is supposed to be easy. What does that mean practically? Um, that means that every time you're stuck in traffic, saying, God, I believe that life is not supposed to be easy, and this is part of you making me strong. Right? Every time you get hurt by someone, Reminding yourself and saying, wait, wait, life is not supposed to be easy. Um, and this is part of God making me strong. Right? I want you to deny your grasp on this belief that life is supposed to be easy for you. Okay? Every time you get cut off on the freeway, every time someone doesn't hit the reset button on the microwave and you have to look in for the clock and all you see is zero dot dot zero zero, right? And it's not the time and you're like, what time is it? I don't know. And you get frustrated and angry, right? In the minutia of your day, right? Every time you have more work to do than you have time to do it. Um, every time you feel like, again, you have to be the one who goes first to make things right in a relationship. Um, every time you have to, you get the point, right? Um, and so I want to ask you if you would join me um, in giving up the belief that life is supposed to be easy um, and let us in those moments say, this is an opportunity for me to deny myself and devote myself to God. It's been really helpful for me when I am making efforts to do things to know that I'm not the only one doing it to know that there are other people in it with me. Um, there are times when there are things I struggle with and I would give in to the struggle if it wasn't for the other person that I'm working with that knows about what I'm, what I'm dealing with. Um, and so I want to invite you to, if you're, if you're going to commit to this, if you're going to commit to whatever you're going to commit to, I want to invite you to tell someone else Hey, this is what I'm giving up. I'm going to give up the belief that life is easy for the next four days, and then I'm going to see what happens on Sunday, whatever, whatever else Stephen gives us from Romans. But that's what I'm giving up for the next four days. 
Um, do this together. Don't do this on your own. Um, if you want to give up something else um, that you've got planned, then just make sure someone else knows so that you're just not in it by yourself. Um, and so what I want to do is I want to pause just for a moment. I want to give you all a chance just to stop and think and contemplate. Um, so I'm going to quiet our hearts. If you want to write down something, um, you can do that. But I'm going to lead us in a time of, of silence. I'm going to pray, create a space of silence for you to think about Jesus' love and his devotion to you. Um, and then I want you to, and I'll lead you as, you as you pray. So pray with me. Jesus, when we truly think about it, when we stop and contemplate your life, who you are, and then what you did. It is overwhelming. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and denying yourself. You who were God, you took on our human likeness, and you came not as a king, but as a servant, as a poor and humble, even a slave. You denied yourself to devote yourself to us. Jesus, would you draw near now to each one of us personally? In the quietness of our hearts, Jesus, would you come to us, look us in the eye, and say to each one of us that you did this for us? Jesus, we want to respond to you. So now, Jesus, again, in the quietness of our own hearts, as we look to you, as we pray, um, would you please receive our commitment and our devotion? In your mind, um, tell Jesus what you want to give up during this time of Lent. Jesus, as we embark on this together, um, give us strength and assurance that we are yours and that you are ours. Amen. Before Jesus set out on this, on his journey, um, God actually put a mark on him. At his baptism, God poured out a sign of his spirit and his presence on Jesus and said, you are my son, in you I am well pleased. And that was good news for Jesus to hear before he devoted himself, before he denied himself. And it reminds us that God's devotion to us comes before we are devoted to him. That's the grace of the gospel. And so as we embark on this 40-day journey, um, God is going to put a mark on us. Church has had a tradition of putting an ashen cross on our foreheads. Um, and that's what we're going to do. In just a moment, y'all are going to come form one line down as you come, and I'm going to draw an ashen cross on your foreheads. And the ashes remind us that without God, we are helpless. We're powerless in so many ways. Um, and yet, the cross has come into our ashen lives to bring us back and give us life from the dead. And so an ashen cross is symbolic both of our need for God and his abundant provision, the strength that we need to de deny ourselves and devote ourselves to following him. So I want to invite you to come um, with your commitment to Jesus. Um, come and receive this cross as God puts his mark on you.